friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Hey. Today we'll be talking about Enneagram Type 7s, The Enthusiast. We are making these type episodes as concise and to the point as we can so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour-long podcast. So without further ado, here are 20 words that concisely describe Enneagram Type 7. Freedom. Joy. Energetic. Optimistic. Versatile, adventurous, playful, charming, restless, spontaneous, fun, unconventional, curious, impatient, imaginative, colorful, impulsive, upbeat, encouraging, and enthusiastic. So Amanda, were there any words that stuck out to you as like, oh yeah, that totally describes a type seven for me or any words that stuck out to you as, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So yes, I think all of those words, I'm like, yes, this is how I view the seven. Um, I feel like I've been saying this for a lot of the numbers lately, but I feel like for the seven, this is kind of another one that I feel like I have sort of this stereotypical view, but and and all of these words make sense, but I don't know why they make sense. What makes a seven restless? What? Why would a seven be curious? What about um, their fears and motivations are going to trigger that in them? Um, what's going to trigger that enthusiasm? So I feel like I could see a seven and be able to identify that they are a seven, but I don't really know what makes them um, tick that way. So I'm really excited to hear where all of this is. I feel like a good word for the seven would be bubbling up from. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> <their> personality. it. <laughs> like just even when you were describing it, I was like, man, this is the person that like I want to go to Disney World with. Like they're yeah. going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought about the sevens, some of the sevens in my life, and they're just so fun to be around and to, you know, go on adventures with and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what, what is motivating that? Yes. So we're going to dive in deep today on, uh, what, what in the Enneagram world they call the shadow side of the seven. So what, what about our personality on autopilot, um, makes us act a certain way, but, you know, can cause some unfortunate consequences in our life. So, or, you know, as we say here, what about the way that God has gifted me is the Enneagram twist or is the, is not the Enneagram, <laughs> is the enemy taking and twisting and using against me. Um, so, uh, yes, with the seven, there's so many wonderful things about sevens. There's so much fun to be around. They're so optimistic. Everybody loves sevens. You know, unfortunately, there's we we love them enough to be honest with them about 
these other characteristics, these underlying unconscious motivations that the enemy can use against them. So we're going to dive in deep. It's going to be some hard stuff, but it's so good. Honestly, I'm, I'm a type seven. This episode was way hard for me to write <laughs> because sevens don't like to face uncomfortable emotions and it, it brings up some uncomfortable emotions. So for all the sevens, you can do this. You can make it through this. The Lord has so many good things for you in reckoning with the unhealth and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Okay, so uh, here are our four primary characteristics of type sevens. Number one, they avoid negative or uncomfortable emotions. Sevens run from pain, boredom, and anxiety by filling their lives with exciting and pleasurable experiences and planning and imagining a more exciting future. This leads to the sevens passion or deadly sin, which is gluttony, uh, not gluttony necessarily of food, but in the Enneagram world, it's defined as an insatiable hunger for stimulating experiences. It's like sevens are attempting to fill an inner void, which may just be unfelt emotions or ignored anxieties by sampling all of the best things life has to offer. They want to maximize any experience and tend towards doing most things in excess and have a bad reputation for being the most addictive personality type. This causes sevens to be um, self-referencing, this, this tendency to avoid negative or uncomfortable emotions and to try and avoid it by pursuing pleasurable experiences, it, it makes them always thinking about what do I need to do right now to make myself comfortable. So the good thing about that is they're very aware of what they want, um, which some personalities, they don't, they don't know how to identify that or even ask for that. So they know how to ask for what they want, which is actually kind of a big deal, but it can also make them in, uh, especially in close relationships, not as considerate or aware of what people in their relationship want and need and can make them a little self-focused. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. And I would even wonder, they would probably assume that other people, that that the gift that they have to know what they want and to be able to vocalize it comes so naturally to them that they, not at their own fault, would just assume that if someone else needs something, they're going to say it. Exactly. And so, but what other people are struggling with, like say a two is struggling with not wanting to say what they want. And so the seven's going to always say what they want, which is very healthy. And then not, but not realize that they're too um, friend is struggling and none of their needs are getting met. Yeah. So very true. Okay. So moving on. So in an attempt to avoid negative emotions, sevens stay busy. They are hardly ever alone or in silence and rarely sit still for very long unless they just go until they crash and burn. Um, healthy sevens know oh, for me to be healthy, I need to spend time alone with the Lord. Like I need to spend some healthy time alone. But full seven in their personality, maybe average to unhealthy, hardly ever alone. 
So the avoidance of negative emotions inhibits the seven from living a full emotional life and can cause them to struggle to express empathy or have a depth of intimacy in relationships and even in their relationship with God. So our second primary characteristic of type sevens is that they have a fast-paced monkey mind. Uh, Monkey mind is defined as a mind that quickly switches from one line of thinking to another. This is sort of a gift and a curse. They It causes sevens to quickly connect the dots between seemingly disconnected pieces of information. So they rabbit trail very quickly in their minds all the time. So they, they jump from, like, if you think like a monkey swinging in the forest, they okay. ra- latch a hold of a branch on one tree and then swing quickly to and the other tree. And then they're gone. Yeah, they just bounce around very quickly. And so... Sevens have a very fast mind. They're always aware of possibilities and they are quickly connecting the dots between different pieces of data that don't seem to be connected. This is interesting. I wonder if um, it's common for like a comedian to be a seven because I feel like most comedians say, well, I'm good at this because I can see things from lots of different like points of view. Like I can quickly... They're very quick on their feet, but then also the comedians that I know also do push their emotions down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because I think think in all the stuff that I've listened to on the Enneagram, the only, like, connection of type to comedians is, you know, sometimes they talk about sixes. Some of the best comedians are type sixes Mm. because they are – so aware of things and their worst case scenario thinking is so exaggerated that like it's almost comical. Like what I picture in my head is um, Robin Williams. Yes. That's what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams was a seven. Yeah. Um, so optimistic, so pushed negative emotions down until it really just overwhelmed yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to cry. No, or, we can't go there. No, we don't have to go there. <laughs> But yeah, that's what comes to mind because just rapid fire thoughts and then, yeah, just knowing um, his story and everything and how yeah. all of that just was really pushed down until. Um, yeah, he he is the epitome of a seven. And I, yeah, I, I think there, there have got to be great comedians from each type. But yeah, there's definitely a few that are for sure sevens because they're quick witted. Sevens are always aware of possibilities and opportunities. They can easily be distracted and struggle with focus and discipline. They fixate on planning for the future. This can also be their superpower to be aware of all the connections and possibilities. Our third primary characteristic of type sevens is they dislike and avoid limitation. Sevens have a deep longing for freedom and acute awareness of limitation. To a seven, limitation feels like death. It sounds dramatic, but they fear being trapped in the negative emotions they've always been running from. So any sort of limitation is a source of anxiety for them. This is also a contributing factor when it comes to a seven struggle with focus and discipline. And in addition to having monkey mind, they also don't like limitation and are very focused on maintaining comfort and the most pleasurable experience in order to avoid pain. So all of that together, there's a really intense struggle with focus and discipline to varying levels, depending on, you know, variation of type um, or even level of health. 
To others, it may seem like sevens don't follow through with projects, but they actually subconsciously dislike the closure of a project. They love the process and the ability to keep their options open regarding what they are working on. This can cause sevens to work on several projects at once, be halfway through several books at one time, and have a wide range of hobbies and interests. Sevens do not like being told what to do. Their dislike and avoidance of limitation causes sevens to be naturally anti-authoritarian, although it may look more like seeing everyone as equals and befriending authority figures rather than openly opposing or confronting authority. They are more likely to utilize charm than confrontation when they feel limited by an authority figure. Their natural propensity for rebellion tends to look more passive-aggressive. They tend to procrastinate on tedious tasks until the last minute and can utilize an adrenaline rush to focus. This can cause them to be very independent and struggle to let others care for them, even though deep down that is what they desire the most. Sorry, that was a lot of content. Oh my gosh. Listening to that, I was like, I think I might be a seven. (laughs) I identify with those things a lot. (laughs) I... I start so many books. And you don't finish them. <laughs> I don't finish any of them. It's taken me... I'm still on the last book of Narnia. I just don't... I don't want it to be over. <laughs> I started this journey when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Amanda, you have so much seven. Oh, everything you said. I have these dreams. I'm just getting off topic now. But I have yeah, yeah. these dreams... Were you talking about befriending authority Mm -hmm. instead of, I have these dreams where, I have very hostile dreams sometimes, like, people, like, literally, like, chasing me with guns, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if I come, if I'm, like, in close quarters with an enemy and they have me, like, trapped, I don't know if anyone else has dreams like this, but I I will befriend the person (laughs) that is trapping me in order to trick them and escape (laughs) like it's so real yeah no it's pretty bad I mean every job I've ever been in like I'm not like afraid of authority I just assume I'm gonna be best friends with them so I yes yeah yeah it's like because they're they're befriending authority because they're trying to kind of it's a way of resisting or manipulating. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's manipulating the system because they don't want to feel limited or controlled or told what yeah. to do. They so it's like if I'm friends with the authority, then they can then tell I'm me kind what to of do putting as like a myself. Friend. Yeah, I'm putting myself on the same level as them. Mm-hmm. And so when they ask me something to do, it's not in a like talking oh, down man. sort of way. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gross. It's great. Okay. So, our fourth primary <laughs> characteristic of type sevens. Really processing. And this is, this is pretty icky. It's great. This is so good. It's reframing. Sevens are the ultimate optimist. And while this can make them quite encouraging people to be around, and they're definitely gifts in their optimism, it can be their worst downfall, as it can prevent them from living in reality. They are gifted at seeing the best in others, but reframing can cause them to ignore crucial data that 
doesn't conform to their positive outlook. Sevens reframe negatives into positives in two primary ways, through rationalization and idealization. Rationalization is using their quick mind. A seven can find a good reason to do whatever they feel like doing. So they literally just do whatever they want to do because they can find a good reason to do it. So idealization is imagining people, relationships, past experiences, or even current experiences as more than they are. Most sevens have a very positive outlook on their childhood, even though, for the most part, sevens experienced very fear-inducing experiences that cause them to retreat into the safety of their minds and dream of the endless possibilities of the future in order to cope with the pain and fear in the present that they couldn't process alone. That's really where we get all these habits, the avoidance of pain, the monkey mind, the dreaming of the future, fixation on planning. And again, the childhood wound in the Enneagram is just a theory. It may not relate to everybody, but the theory is that you you know, sevens experience some sort of fear-inducing traumatic experience, and they coped with it by retreating into their mind. Another theory, childhood wound, is that they didn't feel challenged or stimulated or didn't feel like they, they had a lack of opportunities where they were. And so they dreamed of a future where they could experience more and go and do and travel and and try this or try that where they weren't limited or trapped. Yeah, so sevens focus on what's next and can so plan and live in their dreams of the future that they are never fully present or content in the moment. So for example, a seven could be at dinner with friends and thinking about the the party that they're going to be at the next night in conversation and, and anticipating that and excited about that party and how great that party is going to be because they almost enjoy anticipation more than actually being and enjoying the thing itself. So that's it for our four primary characteristics of type seven. Uh, sevens avoid negative and uncomfortable emotions. They are fast paced and have a monkey mind. They dislike and avoid limitation and they have a tendency to reframe things. They are also super awesome, encouraging people that are so much fun to be around. They are smart and talented and typically skilled in a number of areas. They bring so much to the table because they are aware of options and possibilities and connections between things and they're great at connecting with people. And so they, they're amazing people to have in your life but they're even more awesome when they can face their pain, when they can learn how to sit in silence and be comfortable with, with who they are and when they can burst the bubble of optimism in order to embrace reality in its fullest. That's it for today. Tune in next week for our Enneagram Type 7 Part 2 episode. I'm so grateful for those listening and sharing. If you loved this episode, you learned something today, please leave a review on iTunes, follow us on Instagram at Originality Podcast or at my personal Enneagram at Just Loves Personality. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'd like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas, if you simply try to tell the truth you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.